Player Profiler and our podcast network is super resource intensive, and we rely on premium subscriptions to the website playerprofiler.com to keep the engine running. Go there, sign up for our player rankings, Dynasty Deluxe, DFS package, or go all in. Those that subscribe are everything to us. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Deep End Podcast. Uh, I am your host, new host for tonight, Adam Krautwurst. Uh, and with me, we got a couple of big-time winners, six-figure winners, Judd Rosengard and Phil Orban last year. Yes, sir, with the FFPC uh, Playoff Challenge winners here. And we're going to dig into some lineup stuff. They're going to puff their chest out about a big win last year where they smoked me. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, and we'll get into this to this year's competition. I'm super excited to talk with the pros here about how they built their roster. So um, th- th- this is the deep end. Well, man, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight, and congrats on your big win uh, about a year ago. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Always come on. Uh, happy to come on and talk about it. Can I just clarify what's going on in my house here? Uh, yes, please. I, I, I don't have power. Uh, we're in the North Carolina area, so uh, this isn't like my setup normally. Uh, so I just want to clarify for everybody. That's no, that's – listen, I, and I'm happy you brought it up. Because uh, I I I am in the Northeast as well, and I we're, we have a wind warning here in any moment. I could lose power, which which we talked about before the show, which is perfect. Because I was watching your episode la- from last season with Balky after you guys won, and you guys were by yourselves uh, with without Balky. So might, that might happen again tonight. We'll see. Um, but, uh, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Um, but listen. Your share of 150k should have got you a generator down there or something with all with all, all that weather you're getting. You, you, you would think so. Well, it was 500k. It was our 500k. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that, so we should have been able to afford a generator, but it went, it went <laughs> other places. It went other places. Of course. Of course. Uh, I get it. So awesome guys. Yeah. Thanks again so much for coming on. This is, this is going to be good. This is a competition. That I think everybody loves, you know, it's a unique thing that we get to do for like a week out of the season, right? Like you get this little, like four or five days to build these rosters to, uh, to kind of take down these big, these big prizes here. Um, and the FFPCs are already unique as it is with the tight end premium. So, um, so I think it'll be, it'll be really good to kind of break this down for people who aren't, who aren't aware. It is a, uh, $500,000 prize for the $200 entry point. There's also a, a $35 entry point with, I think, I think that's the hundred thousand dollar prize there. Yep. Yep. And, the, the, the rosters are one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, four flex, one kicker, one defense. The flex can be a running back, wide receiver, or tight end, and obviously the tight end premium. Uh, fits in there too. So, um, so yeah, we'll just dive right into kind of some of the stuff. Talk to me about last year's roster, guys. Talk to me about like how, you know, how you were able to build. Like, what was your actual physical process uh, of 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 building and constructing your rosters? Yeah. So this is our fifth year, I think. Fourth year. Fourth. So year. This, this will be our fourth year. Right. This will be our fourth year, and um, I'm going to oversimplify it. We get together on a Zoom call. We spend way more time than you think putting this together. We do five teams. We split it with four partners total. So when we look at this, we we pretty much build out a spreadsheet, right? Like I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna oversimplify what this is. But there's a combination that we try to hit of how many running backs, how many wide receivers. You don't want to be because of the four flexes. You don't want to be too heavy with one or the other. Um, 
And then the other piece is who do you fade, right? Because you have to you have to fade two teams per roster, uh, and that's arguably the hardest part. Last year, I think there was there was an easier piece to it because Tua was hurt for the Dolphins, so you could pretty much axe all the skill positions out of Miami, and that that kind of simplified things as you looked at the the rosters as a whole. Yeah, for sure. And I think the 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 spreadsheet point is a is is a really great point. Now, do you guys share uh, like do you play any 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 other fantasy football together? Like I know there's four of you guys in this crew. Do you guys co-manage any high stakes teams? Do you like do you play any like home leagues and stuff? Yeah, so, so that's good for us. No, yeah, do you just want to take the whole thing, or can I jump in at all? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I'll, no, 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 <laughs> uh, so, so Judd's more active than I am in fantasy. Uh, I, I took a little break, like, like you know, right after college, uh, you know, we were kind of deep into it, and then I took like a four or five year break, and then these other these three guys, uh, one of our partners, Stephen, uh, invited me to join a league. He's a commissioner in that's a uh, that's a salary cap league. It's a keeper league, and 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 it's it's kind of very intense, um, and it requires a lot of uh, a lot of thought and a lot of time and effort. Um, so that kind of got me back into the fantasy game maybe five years ago, um, and then Judd pulled me into this format as well. So I'm I'm not as active as as a lot of folks. Um, it's kind of along for the ride, I would I would say. But Judd, Judd I know you're more active. Yeah, you know, I, I think between the four of us, we probably do close to 20 leagues plus daily plus now that gambling is legal in New York, New Jersey, uh, that's increased visibility to just kind of digging into the advanced metrics and the analytics side of it, too. But, yeah, we're we're all pretty active. Yeah, no, perfect. And how do you guys do you look at? Um, so this is it's obviously fantasy, but I feel like the look one of the last things people look at when they're building the rosters is like the actual like fantasy points like the implications the micro diving into like the matchups and stuff because like that's almost like you know you're doing multiple teams right so you're just kind of playing the game of like range range of outcomes is this team going to win if they do win how are they going to win what are the players rather than like breaking down each position like he's going to score more fantasy points than that guy like is that kind of how you're looking at more of a macro than like a micro perspective that's the way I look at it. I, I'm I'm big into who do we think is going to play in the Super Bowl, and go and work our way backwards. Work backwards. And, okay. and 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 the and the reason that happened is because the first year we played, uh, the the first year we were in this contest was the year the Bucks won the Super Bowl. And on that Zoom, Judd, to his credit, was like, "Bucks are winning the Super Bowl. Bucks winning the Super Bowl. We need a Tom Brady team. Need a Tom Brady team." And we all were just like, nah, like the Bucs aren't going to win. Sure enough, they, they won. So, so that moment made me realize like, hey, like we got to figure out who's going to be playing at the end when those points are double, who's going to be playing the most. Like, it's funny. We have kind of a running joke in, with the other guys in, in the fantasy league that we play with. And, you know, they're just like, oh, they looked at our roster and they're like, oh, you just picked the best team. Or I'm sorry, you just picked the best players, right? <laughs> so like, and and it's like, yeah, yeah, we picked the best players and then, you know, we're talking about it a few weeks later and he's like, well, actually we got to figure out like how long this guy's playing and how long. And I'm like, yeah, man, like that's the complicated thing. So um, I, I'm big into working backwards. So, so who do I think, how many options do we have for a Super Bowl matchup? Like, is it going to be Ravens Niners? Like, then that seems pretty simple who your quarterback is going to be. Um, but let's say, let's say like we look at another situation and I think maybe maybe the Browns can beat the Ravens, right? And now all of a sudden you're losing your quarterback after one game. So it's just there are all these kind of outcomes, and, and that's why we have multiple teams. Of course, 
Judd, thoughts? Are you uh, are you under the same thing? Yeah, completely aligned there. And you know, the challenging piece with putting all these different players together on a fantasy performance is there's some teams where it's like I'm going to say obvious. It, the words are never obvious, right? That's an overstatement. Um, but in the past, right, Kelsey's been an obvious play, tight end premium type of league. You have to play Kelsey, right? Like I don't, I don't even. I think we had one Mahomes team last year, but every everything else was was Kelsey. And then even looking at the same thing with McCaffrey, right? Like he is so dominant and so, and, and just, he's, he's the man, there, right? Like, and we even had a conversation today, like is pretty worth having as, as, as the guy, um, lower point totals for scoring in this league for throwing touchdowns, but without a doubt, like you have to have the quarterback in the Super Bowl. If you don't, it's, you're, you're in trouble. Yeah, no, that, 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 that that's a good point. Um, now do you guys use, so, so you guys do five, $200 teams. You were saying, I think that's probably a pretty common number. You want to give yourself an opportunity to kind of build unique and different rosters. Um, do you guys do any of the $35 price points to get kind of crazy? Yeah. Okay. No problem. I do. Cause I'm a psychopath. I want to, I want to put Isaiah likely in the, in a couple of lineups. So I, <laughs> cause, cause I'm crazy like that, but, um, sorry, go, go ahead. You're going to say something, Phil. I, no, I, I I don't hate that Isaiah likely play because again, like in that situation where, you know, if something wacky happens because last year Josh Allen was the chalk, right? So if Josh, you know, Josh Allen's going to play in the Super Bowl, he's going to get the wild card game plus the Super Bowl, right? And and he's the guy you're going to ride, and and you know, and and I'm sure we're going to talk about kind of favorites and chalk and all that sort of stuff, but like. You have to think of another situation besides the Ravens just steamrolling to the Super Bowl, right? And if yeah. they lose to the Browns and Isaiah likely has 45 receiving yards, has, you know, six, six catches for 45 yards and a touchdown, like he may very well outscore Lamar if he has a bad game. So so in that situation, you are immediately going to leapfrog all those guys that, that, that plugged in Lamar and Jackson. Now, are we going to have multiple Lamar Jackson teams? Yeah, of course. But – you know, there are other situations that you have to account for. And, and, and that's part of that. Like, Hey, Hey, is this matchup a bad matchup for this guy? Yeah. No. I, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. No, I agree. It's, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And we'll get into a little bit uh, towards the end of the show here. We'll probably go about a half hour tonight, guys. I know you got a show coming up after this and people are building rosters and this is, this, this is good stuff. We'll get into maybe some more micro takes at the end. Um, but how, so, you're talking about you get unique and what players to fade and all this type of stuff. How unique do you need to be? So last year you did five teams. I don't know, you know, if, how unique you guys got on those on those teams. Now your, your championship team here, I'll read it off. It was Jalen Hurts, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Justin Jefferson, Christian Kirk. I heard you guys talk about that before. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Stefan Diggs, Saquon Barkley, C.D. Lamb, Jamar Chase, Miami D, which you said was crucial before. And Justin Tucker, uh, Judd, talk to me about the Miami defense. We're talking off stream about how that made a big factor in you guys winning last year. Miami defense against against Josh Allen round or round one. Yeah, I mean, you, like even hearing you say the team, right? It sounds chalk of chalk of chalk, right? It's like <laughs> very simple. Pick the best player on every team. Um, but it's there. There's a couple pieces there that that allow you to differentiate. And the reality is too, with a tournament of this size. And I'm not downplaying the size of it, but there's what 7,500 entries. It's not like a DraftKings or FanDuel or Millie Maker where there's, you know, 500,000 people. 
you could have the char you could have the best team without having this. And I think that's something that's like really important to recognize in this. And I remember even saying last year, like when we were watching the games and Hawkinson was going off and we had Jefferson, I'm like, well, we just lost because we didn't have Hawkinson. Um, but the reality is it's only 7,500 people, which sounds like a lot, but it's not. So the small differentiators, right? So we took the Miami Dolphins defense um, because one at, at the time they had no Tua. So no Tua, it was very easy to fade the, uh, the skill position players there. And at the same time, going against Josh Allen, who was the chalk, who was one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league, prone to turnovers, prone to prone to sacks. Um, and the other piece, too, is FFPC does not go negative points. So no matter what, you're going to have a floor on what you can accomplish and you can build up. From there. So for us, we got them at, what, 3% ownership, which them, Kirk and Hertz were really like our true differentiators. Go ahead, Phil. And, and and yeah, I mean, to be perfectly honest, like like Hertz was our guy. Like, if you look at the if you look at the finishing standings, um, you know, the top whatever teams had had Jalen Hurts um, for for good reason. But in when we're building these teams, like don't like don't if you have five teams, don't be like, all right, I'm going to have Purdy on one team, McCaffrey on another team, Debo on another team, Kittle on another team, you know, uh, 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 Tyreek on one team. Uh, two on one team, you know, you know what I mean? Like, because all those different combinations, you have to be incredibly lucky to have that hit, like have some conviction, right? Like have some conviction in guys. So we were, we were Jamar Chase across the board for the Bengals. We were Justin Jefferson across the board for the Bengals. We were Miami defense across the board. We were Justin Tucker across the board. We were, I think maybe we had four CD lamb teams and one Tony Pollard team. So like maybe if Tony Pollard goes off, we were covered in that regard. And then, the places where we did differentiate, we just got lucky, right? Like the Dolphins were a very low ownership team, like like Judd said, and they scored a touchdown. As soon as they scored a touchdown, I was like, huh, like that's really good for us. Because again, that's great. If, that's you, right. if, if, if you look at, if you look at the final standings, because trust me, we looked at these standings all from championship weekend on, we were following closely and there would be a six point differential and there would be 500 places in, right. in between that. Yep. And it's, and it's insane. The amount of the, 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 the just font, just a point here, a point there and what that can do for it. But like, like there's a reason why these guys are chalk. There's a reason why everybody has Jamar chase because he's the best player on the Bengals, right? Like, and yeah, Justin Jefferson is going to outscore TJ Hawkinson, but, but Judd and I had that exchange after that game and he, and I said, I'll bet you anything. It was funny. Like I saved the text message and everything. I texted him and I said, I can guarantee you that the winner of this contest is going to have Justin Jefferson. And, you know, we did. So it's like, don't be, don't feel like that's my biggest piece of advice. Don't feel like you have to go crazy with all these different combinations of all these different guys to strike gold. Like you need your players and then you can try to build and, and, and kind of make little tweaks from there. And I think also too, with like building off the chalk, and I'm going to revert back to daily here, right? So like when you look at daily, the chalk doesn't win. And the reason the chalk doesn't win is because one high ownership and two, if the chalk fails, you only get one shot. at. Whereas this, you're looking at the chalk, take Jamar Chase, right? He played three games. So you get the aggregate of three games. It's not just, it's not just a one week piece, right? That's why we had so much confidence in McCaffrey because we get three games of McCaffrey. He's going to outscore any other 
player over a three-week run on the Niners as a skill position player. So it's not just one guy. Like, that's the, the chalk wins. And I would argue, if, I don't know what the team before us won with, but I would imagine there was a lot of chalk. Yeah, so the team before you, so we've had, I've had the winner on this. You have a third year in a row that I've had the winner on, that we've had the winner on the show. I love talking to you guys about this. I mean, I could talk all night. So many questions coming off of these. So many we comments. Too. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's such a fun way to do this. I absolutely love it. Two years ago, if I'm thinking of the right year correctly, I think that was the, was that Bill's Chiefs two, two, two years ago? The winner actually had Gabe Davis is the guy who got him. Oh, through. yeah, he, he went, went off. And went off. went mm-hmm. nuts. Only played two games, remember. Went bananas. And that was the guy. He was sub- I think it was like 3% owned. And if you, I don't know, you guys do the uh, follow for fantasy mojo or you subscribers to that. I mean, I, I would recommend that highly to anyone. You know, I do this, you know, for fun and all that. Like if, if it was up to me, I wouldn't tell anybody about fantasy mojo, but I, I'd behoove to tell people it's such good information. He says you have to have, like just from historical data, you have to have a player that's less than 10% owned on your roster to get through. But you also need chalk to keep up. Like, like, like you were saying, John, like if you don't, if CMC goes to the Super Bowl, like you better have CMC type of thing because he's going to blow you away. Or, you know, maybe like, like to me, we might be getting ahead of ourselves here in the, in the show. But, you know, to me, if it's, if you, if you get a Bills Niners Super Bowl, it's going to be Allen, the Allen CMC team is going to be the nuts because he's got the extra game. He's got to go crazy to get him there and that whole thing. So, like you said, you need, you need that chalk, Judd, to, to get you there. And then, the five, six, four, five matchups kind of in the middle there, the Lions, the Rams, you got to get lucky with picking the right guy in there. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, I mean, you do it right. Our guy last year, our other guy was Christian Kirk. Right? I think it, yep. was, it was really two skill position players that were identified on the Jags. It was ETN and it was Kirk. Uh, we had Kirk, we got him at low ownership also, and, and he was a huge difference maker for us. But here's, here's the other thing. Power's out. Power's gone. <laughs> um, Kirk was was that a, the miracle Jaguars? The Jaguars had a miracle win against the Chargers last year, right down by like twenty or something. And oh, sorry, he's he's, he's back. Sorry, uh, Phil, my, bad, my bad, my bad, we my bad, my bad. Uh, uh, you don't have to be perfect. Like we were despondent because we faded the Seahawks on all five of our teams. DK and and DK went DK went crazy. And so we're looking at that like there's no way we can catch anybody with a DK. And I mean, you know, obviously a lot of people faded the Seahawks as well. And a lot of people missed on that. But like with 7,500 people, there are going to be a bunch of DK teams. And, and we were just like, dang, man, like, like, how are we going to keep up? So like the other thing that I would that I would stress is like, you do not have to be perfect. You got to get a little lucky and you got to be consistent and you have to have some good picks and, and that that'll kind of carry. Yeah, no, I love that. So someone mentioned in the, in the chat here, like if you were doing five teams, would you do like three, like very similar type of builds, um, three similar, maybe two with like a little bit of difference. Like how do you guys, or does that factor in at all? Like, Hey, we're going to do four with the same theme kind of deal where we're fading the same teams and all that. Maybe one kind of off the, off the radar there. Uh, so go, ahead. I wish, go ahead. I I wish we we talk about this all the time. I wish we had recorded the Zoom that that we use when we built the teams because, like, I I looking back, I don't know what I, I remember the very specific arguments we had about like, do we want a Jalen Hurts team or not? 
Um, I, I would say, I would say largely at least, and I'm speaking just for myself, I work quarterback down. So like, we're going to have some Lamar teams, um, but not all the teams are going to be Lamar teams. So if we don't have a Lamar team, what Raven do we have? And kind of work backwards from there. And then we'll say, we're going to go, you know, let's say hypothetically, I don't know what we're going to do, but let's say we're going to go Christian McCaffrey across the board. You know, let's say we're going to go, you know, we, you know, we, we have our consistent, you know, Tyree kill across the board, stuff like that. So I think, I think you lock in guys that you don't want to mess with CD lamb across the board, whatever it is, you find your quarterback and then you work in the pieces. So it's like, I need a Raven here. Okay. Well, well, here's my Raven. All right. Well, you know, let's say I've got Purdy up here. Well, now I need to find a running back to replace McCaffrey. It's just, just, you know, kind of stuff like that. For sure. Um, how about, how about, how about yourself? Yeah, I mean, once like and we didn't we didn't get too carried away with having too many duplicates outside of like a few key pieces, right? Phil said, I mean, the Dolphins we had across the board, Tucker we had across the board, um, Justin Jefferson we had across the board, I think McCaffrey we had across the board. Um, no, no. Oh no, we had, we had, we had, yeah, we had uh, we had Kittle and one of them, but we got but, crazy know, with the Mahomes team. That was tough. yeah, you know. <laughs> But also, I hear about that team. Let's hear about that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean that team was not very good. <laughs> um, but you know, like la- last year, and I said it before, right? Like, if you didn't have Kelsey, you couldn't. Right. right. There was not a single Mahomes team that I don't even know. Yep. Made it in the top five hundred because Kelsey's run was so historic. Yeah. One and a half premium on there. Um. So, like Phil said, you know, like you have to find those guys, swap some out here and there, and then fill in fill in the holes. Yeah. For sure. And I think it's super important too. like, I think structure talking through like, like we're talking about here, like how to build. So I had the winner on three years ago. I forget the gentleman's name. He, um, how he would do it is I, I think maybe he had like eight teams or something. Five, it was, it was multiple teams and how he would do it. And this is how I started kind of building my rosters from that point on was on the multiple teams, how he did it was he would fade hard fade. So when I say hard fade, I mean, you guys understand, but when I say hard fade, it's, no teams at all and soft fade is kicker defense so he would hard fade he'd just he'd research nfl and the betting lines and who was going to go to he would just do a bracket and figure out the two teams he thought were not going to advance and not do well in the first round and he would hard fade them on every single team and what that allowed it's a little bit crazy if you think about it because if one of those teams wins you're kind of screwed but it helps in a sense where now it allows you to eliminate two teams and then use those flex positions to, to, cause you don't know, is it going to be Gibbs? Is it going to be Montgomery? Is it going to be Amon Ra? You want shots at all of them. And when you take two teams out of the mix, it gives you those open flex spots now to have cup or Kyron or Puka. Like, cause there's teams, like you said, like you got teams like Baltimore where there's Lamar and maybe like one other piece, but then you've got these teams at the four or five seed in there. Who the heck are you? Who, you? Nobody knows. Two games from now, there's injuries. Like, so it, it allows you like that extra position, that extra team spot where you can really not have to worry about the micro and the get. Just just pick a pick a, a ram and and pick another ram and then pick another ram. You know, you do have to have like you said, Judd, flag plant players that you kind of have to bit your shell of your of of making all your teams. But like you said, is it going to be Christian Kirk? Is it going to be, you know, last season, all the opposite? Zay Jones came off of a massive playoff run. Is it going to be ETN? Like, what's it going to be? Well, when you eliminate two teams to even worry about, so let's say, like, I don't know, Pittsburgh, I'm making up teams, Pittsburgh and uh, Green Bay. 
Like, let's just take them off the list. Now I'm going to have no Steelers, no Packers. It allows me more flexibility in those flex spots. Yeah, and, and to your point too, really, there's, there's several teams where several pieces on each team are in play, right? Like you said, the Lions, I saw a stat today, the Lions are the second team in NFL era to have four skilled positions scored 10 touchdowns each, right? Like, how do you identify who that's going to be, right? And if you start to draw the bracket, it's, all right, they're going to go against the Rams. And then if they win, they're going to go against, hopefully, I'm a Cowboys fan, hopefully they're going to go against the Cowboys. Um, but you start to draw that out, and there's there's some teams that have so many skilled position players that it's it, it's a bit of a crapshoot, and you got to get a little bit deeper into into what the coverage looks like in those t- against those yes. type of positions. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, all right, so kind of getting into that a little, a little bit, talking about construction and all that type of stuff. Um, as far as like matchups, teams. So do you have? We'll start. We'll start with you, Phil. Do you have any teams? or games, or maybe you can even do players if, if you want, that you're kind of targeting as like part of your shell or part of your, like what you're going to use for the base of, you know, I know you guys said you're doing five, five teams, you know, kind of an idea of like, of matchups you're trying to target and how deep are you getting into like each game specifically to kind of calculate fantasy points or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, again, like, so, so my process I think is, and, and the nice thing about having four guys is as hectic as it gets trying to figure out what we're going to do and, and come to a consensus. Um, one, we get along well, which is great. And, and two, we come at it from, from different ways. So like I'm, I'm, I work my way backwards, like I said, right? So like if, if, if I think it's going to be Ravens Niners, right? We start with Lamar and Christian McCaffrey. And then I'm like, okay, how, how possible is it that the 49ers get upset? How possible is it that the Ravens get upset, right? And I'm I'm looking really hard, and this is going to be a hard sell for me to for the other three guys, at what if Cleveland comes in and, and beats the Ravens? Like, I, I do not think that is impossible. Like, the Browns have a great defense. You know, defense travels. Defense is so important in the playoffs. The run game becomes more important. Like, you know, maybe Gus Edwards is getting more carries. Like, and then, on, and then, like you, you overthink it, right? So, like Lamar Jackson, I, I own Lamar Jackson in, in the league that we had, so I've been watching him very carefully all year. And, and you'll see him take off for runs and just slide really early, right? Now it's the playoffs. Maybe he's gonna, maybe he's gonna make an extra move and try to and try to take it the rest of the way. So there are all these things that are that are going on in your mind. But for me, I work my way backwards and I say, all right, what's the most likely thing that everybody that everybody thinks is gonna happen, right? Because like. When you're betting on games, you're not betting against Vegas. You're betting against everybody else. What's the public consensus? They think they think the Ravens are going to go to the Super Bowl. Well, you know, all the casinos are really nice in Las Vegas because everybody loses. So how do the Ravens not get to the Super Bowl, right? How do they not get to the Super Bowl? Maybe they lose to the Browns. Or, or how do the Niners, who everybody is, is crowning, how do they get upset? So I, I'll work my way back and I'll try to find those things. But, but like on the same hand, you know, the Browns still have to beat the Texans. And and I know they have before, but that wasn't with C.J. Stroud. And it's just, it's, I, I don't know, I, I get excited talking about it because there are all these Love things it. kind of kind yeah. of knocking around my head trying to figure out what to do. Judd, go go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, part of, part of Phil's commentary on, like, working back from the quarterback is this is, this is a league that rewards rushing touchdowns. Um, and especially when every single point matters, right? We said it before, the difference between first and 10th was just a handful of points. 
Uh, and those handful of points are rushing touchdowns versus throwing touchdowns. And even though Lamar Jackson uses his legs over and over and over, well, you have two rushing touchdowns on the season, something like that. So when you look at the true rushing quarterbacks, you you can really identify as Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, who knows what's going to happen with that team right now and the injuries and in his finger and they look terrible. Um, but you have like you have to have a rushing quarterback, I think, is, is part of is, is part of our strategy. Um, and, and then the other piece, too, is like I know you said you get crazy out, but the other, you know, with the thirty five dollar leagues, we don't get crazy like that. Um, you know, we might have like a player here. That's not a knock on strategy because at some point, right, like you, you have to go against, you have to go against the grain. And I'm, I'm constantly saying go against the grain until last year I got outvoted across the board on every single thing I said. <laughs> I recognize that, you know, what Phil said, like the chalk is, the chalk is, the chalk is going to carry you. The chalk is going to be your flags. Um, and the reality is if CMC goes down with a calf injury, so is everyone else. Uh, so you have, you have to plant the flags. You have to find a rushing quarterback. Uh, and then you also have to be able to do to some level, like predict who's going to make it to the next rounds. Um, I agree with Phil, right? Like the Browns scare me. I don't know what happened to Flacco and this rejuvenation of youth and fantasy or um, fountain of youth. He looks awesome. I mean, he looks awesome. And would it shock anybody to see the Browns beat the Ravens? Defense travels, like Phil said, you know, and it's it's even hard to say, like, you know, I, you know, I think the other piece of it, too, is identifying the right tight end this year is more important than last year because there was only one tight end last year. Yeah, there's so many this year. Yeah. Uh, I would actually say there's not so many. There's so few, right? Like, yeah. there's so few studs. Right. Because uh, Kelsey is obviously Kelsey. He's been terrible right. the last six weeks. Um, Njoku's awesome, obviously. But Amari Cooper just put up 275 yards against this same defense three weeks ago. Yeah. So, like, do, do you fade him? Um, Kincaid's been great, but if you have Kincaid, then you don't get Allen, you don't get Cooks. So tight end is tight end premium league is is really important. Yeah, no, that is a good. Sorry, go go, go ahead, Phil. No, no, no. Yeah, it, one of the things that that I think is super interesting about this year is three of the guys that we had across the board minus minus one guy. We had Kelsey, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase. All three of those not. You know, two obviously aren't in the playoffs, and one is a question mark. So, like, it eliminates some of the easy decisions that we made. It eliminates, and and that I think is going to be tough trying to figure out. Like, like, so so you you have to hard fade two teams, and you have to pick the other two teams that you think are going to lose, and have them be the kicker in the defense, right? So, like, what? Like, there are a lot of games where the spread is four points or less. Like, there's a lot of stuff that can happen. Like. Dolphins Chiefs, like that could determine what happens the rest of the way in this competition. Because, you know, if you pick the wrong Chief and they and they beat the Dolphins, or if you pick Tyreek Hill and, and somebody there there are a lot of there, I feel like there are a lot more question marks than there were last year. Rams, Lions, that's another one. Like, I have no idea what's gonna happen. So I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's exciting. And you talk about the Chiefs Dolphins, it's just like and is the win, you know, you look forward to a game like this. The weather is going to be awful. You know, who's even going to, you're saying, which guy do you pick? Do you want even want to pick any of them? Um, you know, Mahomes and the Chiefs offense has been struggling. The Dolphins offense is banged up. These teams have already, have already seen each other. Um, those are all like really good points. And and Phil, you even say, like you start from the, from the top down. I'm the same way. Put that quarterback up top. I, I got to tell you, I one of my first teams I did today, I started with the Josh Allen team. And I work my way down through my, through my process and I get to the end and I'm like, I'm kind of embarrassed. I get to the end. I'm like, 
wait, what team am I missing here to fade? I'm like, the Ravens? I don't have a Raven. So like, it goes to show the Ravens. Like, yeah, the Ravens are the, the, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Who do you freaking pick from the Ravens if it's not Lamar? Like, you know, they they just signed Cook. They're talking about um, they're talking about Andrews might come back in the playoffs. Do you want likely? Like, it, you know, there's I think the weather and the matchups, and like you've been saying, Phil, I see where you're at already. You're talking. You keep talking Cleveland, Baltimore, Cleveland, Baltimore. We haven't even talked about Houston, who's the team that's the home team, the favorite that they got to go to. You know, that's a young offense. They got nothing to lose in a dome, high flying. Like, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, like, there's just, it's why it's fun. It's exciting to think about for sure. Um, in that in that thing. I mean, so I mean, we we, we can we can dig into this all night. But I think the two games I want to talk about, and then and then I'll let, I'll let you guys get out of here because I know you got to move on uh, to another show tonight. Tune into. Was it this, the high stakes fantasy football hour with Balkman? Is that where you guys are on? Oh yeah, tune into that show. Love the love Balky. Love the guys at the FFPC. I do want to talk. Um, I wanted to talk about two games. I think two pivotal games as far as picking players. See if you guys had had any takes on. We'll start with the Lions and Rams. The three versus the six. Lions are at home. You know, and uh, Judd, you had mentioned earlier there was like four players in the team that had ten. You know, double digit touchdowns. So you get it in this matchup, and it's almost like it's kind of the opposite to me of the chiefs dolphins in a sense where like you feel like as long as you have a player from both teams in this, most of those players are going to go off. And if they go off, you don't really care who, who, who wins. Right. Whereas like the chiefs, like the chiefs dolphins, like, like you were saying, like we might, you might pick the wrong guy is waddle playing. And even if your team wins, you might not get any points out of, out of that player, which, which, which sucks. So, what do you what what's what's your guys' vibe? We'll start with you, Phil. What is your vibe on this on this um on this Lions game? So I, I, here's my thing with the Lions. One of one of the guys that we're in this with, uh, who won our fantasy like our home fantasy league, he started um, both Lions running backs all season. Like Montgomery and Gibbs. Like once they started going off, he was just like, I'm just going to roll with both of them, and he won the entire league. So that that tells you how diverse that Lions offense is and how explosive it is that you can have two like two running backs carry your guy. And of course, what would happen is one would go off, the other wouldn't necessarily. The other would go off, you know, you know, give yeah. to go off. Montgomery struggles or vice versa. But he was covered both ways. Well, we can't be covered both ways. So like we got we got to pick the right one. Um, and then Amon Ra is a, a stud. Like you can't. Tell me more about Amon Ra. Amon Ra is is a stud. Is it? Yeah, he, uh, I think he had most hundred yard games. <laughs> Go um, ahead, John. Talk to me about, about about the game away for Phil. Yeah, I mean, no, I think. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right, finish, finish your thought. Finish your thought. No, and then and then I'm I'm a big I'm a big believer in coaching uh, in the NFL and how important that is. And and I think what Sean McVay has done with the LA Rams this season to get them to where they are is not something that we should overlook. I think the Rams are a very good team. Obviously, we know the offense is is great. We know the pieces they have on defense. So like like this is this is a really this is a really tough game because if you pick the wrong Detroit Lion and the other guy goes off and the Lions lose, like you're in a big hole. Like like we like Judd Judd talked about it earlier. We talk about a lot about like kind of spreading out that risk and and if you have the 49ers and they're going to play four games, it's fine to have Christian McCaffrey struggle in a game, but Bamon Ross St. Brown struggles. 
and they lose that game and Jameer Gibbs scores two touchdowns, like you're in a deep hole that you got to dig yourself out of. So yeah. that, ga- that game is one that we're going to talk about, I'm sure, uh, well into the night tomorrow night. Yeah, for sure. Oh, to tomorrow night's the night. Listen, you guys got to record. Oh, you guys got to record it for the fans. Come on, we've been hearing about this meeting all year. The meeting of the ninth. Um, but listen, I want to take a little offshoot here to talk talk about that real quick. It is so much fun, and I, I again, I listened to your show with Balky that you guys had after you guys won. I recommend to everybody, like if you've got a bunch of close buddies, to do stuff like this. Because let me tell you, I play a ton of high stakes fantasy football, like probably way too much for way too much money. And this last weekend, or two, sorry, two, two, two weekends ago, I coined, I coined some teams with some, with some close friends. And I had all, you know, we're all busy with our lives, wives, kids, work. But we got together. We were in the FFWC, Fantasy Football World Championship. We were in the top five going into the week. Wow. And, and we were in first place halfway through Sunday for 150K. But that Saturday night game, we had Gibbs. We had CeeDee Lamb. We had um, one other player. I forget who it was. But let me tell you, when CeeDee Lamb scores that 90-yard touchdown, it was a top three like sports moment in my life. You would have thought the roof collapsed on my house. It was the most incredible. Like, I'm getting chills thinking about it. Like, we didn't end up winning the, the whole thing. But that moment is very, is just like, you know, and I've, and I've come in top five of the FFPC main event where we had some fun moments. But that moment, and I'm sure you guys shared, I wish you guys were together for that. You know, you guys were scattered. One guy's at a ski trip, another guy's over here. but. Um, it's just such a fun, fun, fun experience. So that, that, that moment for us, um, I think I could speak for the whole group was, was the first drive of the game. We called Gainwell down on the half yard line. Yep. And then, and then you knew it was coming. And I remember when oh, Gainwell, yeah. Gainwell scored, we're like, all right, that's okay. You know, like no one had game. It wasn't AJ Brown. It wasn't Devonta Smith. It wasn't God. It wasn't yep. Sanders. And then he kicked field. And then they called him down with that elbow right on the front of the one. <laughs> and we knew, we knew it was coming and it was literally off to the races from there. Yeah. No. It was there. There's so many moments, like to your point, there's so many moments from that Super Bowl that are crystal clear. Like the game itself, I couldn't tell you how the game like went, but there's so many just very specific moments like the game well uh, play where he was down at the half yard line. And then uh, after the fumble, like after the fumble return for a touchdown, you knew Jalen was going to go off. Like you just knew, like you saw it and he ended up rushing for like 35 yards on that drive and they finished it off. It was like third and goal. It was like third and third and three from the eight or something. Right. And then I say it like it's hypothetical. I know exactly what it was. Third, it was third, and third. And, <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, so, and, and I was like, all right, well, like in this down a distance, you're going to have to throw it. So like, I hope it's not to AJ Brown. I hope it's not to Devontae Smith. And then the chiefs jump off sides. Well, now it's first and goal from the four and you knew what was coming and he ran that in. And I think that was the moment we took the lead for the first time. And I, like, from that moment on, it was just like a, it was just like a, all these, just like a coronation, just like all these different moments. Devonte Smith catches like a 35 yard pass and steps out of bounds at the one. Like, what is he doing? Right. Yeah. And Jalen's able to punch it in. And it just, it just like, and, and we were constantly FaceTiming. Like we were constantly just like yep. texting. It was just, it was just, it was incredible. It was it's so it was good. Incredible. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's so good. And I'm, I'm glad you guys, I'm glad you guys do that together. You get together the four hours to do that, you know, cause again, like a lot of fun experiences. Now, when you do season long, it's a little bit different because now you've you've got the draft, which can be tense because you got a minute to pick whatever. Like a lot of times, you're it can be a tense moment. 
And then throughout the year, waivers and lineup setting. I mean, I mean, I'll be honest. I've said this on the show multiple times, and he's one of my best friends, so I don't care. But we were uh, – there were moments where, where during the year where we came in the top five in the FFPC main event where, where I was going to buy him out of the team. Like midway through the year, I'm like, I can't take this anymore. Like we're fighting over every single thing all year. But at the end of the year, like I wish we could go back and write a book with all of our text messages because the way like the ebbs and flows and it's just – it's so good, so much fun. Um, but circ- sorry, circ- circling back real, real quick to that, to that game, um, to that Lions Rams game. The one thing I would recommend for that game, if you want to look at it from a micro, I think the defenses are a little bit worse in the in the, in the passing game or sorry, the receiving game, so to speak. So I might lean receivers in, the, in that in that matchup, um, which is you know hurts me to say because I had I had Gibbs everywhere this year. I'm the I've, I've I'm thinking the only one in Rush New York with a Jameer Gibbs jersey. So uh, I'm a, I'm a big Jameer Gibbs guy, um, but moving on to the, to the other game that I think is very pivotal, um, Tampa Philly, that's a game again, very high, probably a very high scoring game. So even if you, you know, you know, as long as you got a guy from each team, if you know, the players are going to go off, but like you said, John, this Eagles team is looking terrible. I mean, you, you're, you're loving it. You're, you're, you're a Cowboys fan. Um, their secondary, their defense is broken which is great for Tampa in Tampa. What are your vibes on that, on that game? Uh, I think the Bucs are going to win personally. Um, yeah. I, just, I just think the Eagles look so bad. I mean, whether they're playing five and six, I mean, most of the losses certainly against teams that are not good. Also yeah. The Cardinals, also the, Giants. the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like they're, they're looking really, really bad right now. And their offense doesn't look good either. You know, it's, it's, I think that, I think the struggle is, you want to have Jalen Hurts because you know what you're getting, right? Like you're going to get at least a, you can you're going to get a rushing touchdown a game, which we already talked about how is how important that is in this league. Um, but I don't think anyone has any confidence that he's going to win more than one game um, because if they win this, they're going they're going up to San, or out to San Francisco and San Francisco put the beats on them last time. So yeah. um, it's it's tough, and you know the other challenge is it's a Monday night game. Swift missed last game. I, Illness, he'll probably be back. Devonta Smith's hurt. AJ Brown's hurt. Jalen's finger was bending the other direction the other day, so it's really tough. Um, and then when you look on the other side of the ball, right, Rashad White has been as consistent as consistent to be, sort of a revelation this year in terms of fantasy. But you also have Mike Evans, who's he's boomer bust. But if there's one time to predict a boom, why not identify against arguably the worst secondary in the league? Right. That's right. So I, I think that's those are the conversations that have to happen and. You know, on the other hand, like you could just soft fade both. I mean, I would, I, I wouldn't imagine soft fading those teams, but I think hard fade could be a reality with that game. And then they're going to be one of those teams going to be on short rest coming into the next week. So, yeah, yeah, and that's a and that's an interesting point too. You can hard. There's so many ways to look at this. You can hard fade, like like let's just say the Eagles. You think the Eagles are going to stink? They're going to lose. They're not going to do well. You could hard fade the Eagles and then play. <clears throat> excuse me. Then play pretty chalk with the rest of your rest of your players and the rest of your teams because your uniqueness is the fact that you don't have the Eagles in there. And then you can play all your common chalk plays. There's different kind of ways to, 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 to look at that. Uh, Phil, what are your, what are your thoughts on that, on that game? Yeah, I don't know. I, and, and this is going to be one of the things that we argue about just because like when you look, when you look at consistency, like, first of all, two things. One, there aren't a ton of, running backs right and you need you need a couple right so christian mccaffrey's probably going to be one and there aren't a ton out there that are reliable rashard white is one 
right? So like that would be my immediate lean, right? Like putting him on the roster just because, you know, it, it would be it would be tough to. It would be because like one of those teams has to win, so like it's tough to like hard fade or soft fade this right. game because it's so just because it's so it could be so high scoring. That's right. Yeah, and and I just I, like which Eagles team are we gonna get right? Like because it wasn't too long, and I know they finished poorly. I I get it, and I appreciate that. But like, what if they are the team that was ten and one, and like maybe they were just banged up, and maybe they were just like, all right, we're in the playoffs. Let's dial things back a little bit. Like, let's not get too crazy. I, I, I don't I don't think – I think the Eagles are closer to the team that we saw in the first half of the season than the second half of the season. And this is the argument that I know we're going to have I in a couple it. nights. Just because, like, again, like, I, I, like last year we were in the same situation where Jalen Hurts was banged up. And a lot of people faded Jalen Hurts, and he was the number one player in uh, – you know, he was the number one quarterback in fantasy football. And he was, I want to say he was under 30% ownership in FFBC. 15. And I, 15. oh, was it? It was that low. So, so like, what if we're kind of in the same situation now where maybe they put a little run together? You know what I mean? And like, yes, and they have to beat the 49ers. And, and I understand that. And I understand the 49ers are very good. But again, like, this is the way my mind works. Like, like, what if is the way my mind works? And if, if the Eagles beat the 49ers, then our team that has Jalen Hurts that I've talked these other guys in, in the starting Jalen Hurts team suddenly is this powerhouse. You know what I mean? I I, I don't know. It's just yeah. It's, it, it's 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 interesting, and I think the thought of like if I'm gonna, I personally, I'm I'm not hard fading either one of those teams. But a similar game on the other side that you could hard fade would be like uh, Dolphins Chiefs because in a situation like. They're, I, I think Eagles Bucks going to be a shootout regardless. So like, I would hate to miss out on a shootout Dolphins chiefs with that weather and the way those, yeah. those offenses are playing right now. If I'm going to, if I'm going to hard fade a team from one of those four teams, it's going to be dolphins or chiefs, which is insane to even yeah. say, you know, but the weather's a factor. Injuries are a factor when you get down here and the what if game, um, you know, is a game, uh, Phil, that you have to play. Like, you got to look at the range of outcomes. You can't be completely, I mean, you, again, you have to have your flag plant players and stuff like that, but you got to play that, 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 that what if game. Um, you kind of look down the line a little bit to see you know, what teams are playing, but I, I do like this game to shoot out. Um, and, and if the Eagles do win, how do they win? Like, like, like you were saying, Phil, I think it's Jalen Hurts. It's Jalen Hurts. I, Three one-yard touchdown runs. You know what I mean? That's If they do win, that's how they are going to win. So, again, I don't know what it's going to take for you guys or myself or whoever to get to Jalen Hurts as your as, as your quarterback, maybe on how many rosters you, you guys are going to do or whatever, but um, that's 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 the stuff. Maybe he's the less than 10% owned player this year that, that you need to have to get, get through. I Listen, and it's just, just, from, a, just from a standpoint of, how much we owe Jalen Hurts? Like maybe we'll add a sixth team to Jalen Hurts team. I don't, I don't know, man. He uh, he he did a lot for my family, so I, I would feel bad. <laughs> I would feel bad fading him. I love it. Uh, he did a lot for my family. I have to, does he know that? I ho- I hope he knows that. Okay. I I, I got to get word to him. Somehow. <laughs> I got to get word. But it's true. It's true. You, you know, and that's natural. Like we become. 
attached to the to these situations. I remember 2019 was one of my greatest years ever in fantasy, and it was it was on the back of Lamar and CMC. And I'll never, you know, I'll never forget that that year and and the you know the MVP season Lamar had and CMC. That was the last you know elite year he had. He had he obviously have another one this year, but no, it's it's and it's hard too. Like I heard you guys on, an, on another interview talking about I forget who it was talking about like how you know Zay uh, Zay Jones last year had just had come off. Uh, that that insane performance. I think it was week fit fifteen, and you're like, man, maybe he's a thing here. And some one of you guys wanted him, and the other three were like, no, you're an idiot. We're not going to do that. I don't remember who it was, but it's those recency biases of how those teams are playing, who they're who who they're targeting, and it's always the teams right that have multiple weapons. You're trying to you're trying to find that little edge, that little piece that can kind of hopefully lead you to the promised land for that specific team. I'm j- just real quick. I- this season, I forget it's whatever the Eagles' first primetime game was. We were all watching it, and obviously different parts of the country. And uh, you know, like who, whoever was carrying the ball was down at the one yard line, and they lined up for the tush push from the one. And Jalen Hurts was under center, and I just got tingles. I was like, "This is like anytime I see that from now on, it's just like this is the guy. Like that's my guy. Like how do I, how do I fade him? I don't know. So we'll see." Yeah. Yeah, and and I had a lot of um, DeAndre Swift this year. So when they got to the one, I got whatever the opposite of the tingles are, uh, whatever whatever that is, That's ripping the rest of my hair out. You know what I mean? Like here we go. And I, I I have this line that I'm always screaming in my house. My kids, you guys know, wives, kids, whatever. You know, like people, you're screaming at the TV things that doesn't make any sense to them. But I'm screaming like, why does Jalen Hurts play on a 97 yard football field? I just keep screaming that every drive, every game ends up at the freaking two yard line or the one yard oh, line. And there Always. goes Jalen Hurts. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But listen, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show on the show tonight. I learned a lot. I'm hoping everyone else watching learned learned a lot too. Um, and I know you guys got a lot of a lot of work to do. The big show, uh, big show for Thursday night. Everybody tune into the to the four guys getting together to uh, to fig figure it out. But hopefully, no friendships are ruined. Hopefully, there's some uh, there's some money to be to to, to be spent amongst all amongst you guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Of yeah, course. Thanks so much for having us on. That was a lot of fun. Of course. Mm-hmm. And, check, and check these guys out tonight on the High Six Fantasy Football Hour with, with, with Balky. And we will see you next week. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.